BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Venture out in a spacious and reliable Toyota SUV. Like a RAV4 with available all-wheel drive and plenty of cargo space, you'll go from errands to adventures in no time. Plus, available features like wireless charging will keep you connected. Or check out a Highlander with seating for up to eight. It's a hub for family adventure. Your Toyota dealer is getting new vehicles in stock almost every day. So don't wait. Find deals on a RAV4 or Highlander at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Imagine a sharp, stabbing pain on your skin. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful blistering rash could interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.
To the voice, uh, come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. I got a radio show. You know, I eventually wanted to syndicate after I was uh, given the opportunity, but the whole thing about a radio show in the beginning uh, was not my idea. My idea simply was I asked God to make me one of the premier stand ups in the country. That's all I wanted to know. I asked Him that in 1985. That's, that's all I asked him for. He's done so much more for me since then. He's blessed me with so many more opportunities. He's opened up so many more doors. He's poured out so many more blessings. It's hard for me sometimes, really, man, to uh, to even take it all in because I feel like, wow, man, really, me? Thank you. I mean, I'll take them. Now, don't get me wrong, but it can be overwhelming at times. I often used to hear my mother say, who was a Sunday school teacher, and I remember these words all the time now. God will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. Wow. I I kept waiting on that day, mama. Where's that day at? Because I got plenty of room because I'm dirt poor right now. I got room for $1,000. I had room for a car. I had all that. Now I understand. One of the things, though, that he's done for me that I've asked him for in my lifetime is, is that he has made me matter. Now, okay, Steve, what do you mean by that? So I used to ask God a long time ago. One of my prayers was to help me matter, that I want to matter to the people that I come in contact with. Look, I just don't want to be a man that they meet or a young guy that they meet and when they meet me, it it don't it doesn't cause a ripple in the in the pond. I want I want to make ripples in the pond. I want I want to be that rock that when you throw, you try to count the ripples as it go out. I want to be a fourteen ripple rock. I don't know if you know what that means, but when I was a little boy, we used to stand on the bank at ponds and stuff and throw rocks out into the water. We used to either skip them or we'd throw them, and when they would land in the water. They would create these rings that go out. If you threw it high enough and it dropped straight down in that water, the little rings would start forming out like it would create a little waves. And these waves just look like circles in the water. And I remember one time I made 14 of them. And that's always stuck with me as a little boy. That was because nobody in my circle could make 14 rings. And they all counted them, so they saw them. So I enjoyed that because I had made a bigger splash, a bigger ring pattern than anybody else. So I've always asked God to make me matter in my own way, make me a big ring pattern. See, because that's important to me. Now, it was important to me, but I didn't understand why I needed that to be the important part of me. Because here is the other part. You know the thing that, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. You've heard the thing, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You know, those those things like that that you learn along the way. Well, if you matter to people, 
then guess what? All of those become a real possibility in your life. See, you can't ask for the yin without the yang. You can't ask for it without without the responsibility that comes with it. See, God can't bless you with a lot, and then you think that it ain't going to be a lot required of you. I have people pulling at me all day, but I have to remember that prayer I made now. I wanted God to help me to matter. Now, this is important, y'all, because, see, if your prayer is to matter, that means that you want to, you want to matter in the circle that you're in. No matter how big the circle you're in, no matter how small the circle you're in, you want to make a difference. You want to have an impact on somebody's life in a positive way. If that's one of your prayers, guess what? God will readily give you that. Because when you do something for the least of these, it's just like you've done it on his behalf or you've done it as him. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but when you do something for the less fortunate, you're doing God's work. God going to bless you for doing that. So now here's the deal. So if your prayers to matter is to become an impactful person, then guess what? God going to help you do that because guess what? You're going to do some work on his behalf because you're going to run across somebody that's less fortunate. You're going to run across somebody could, that could use your impact. You're going to run across somebody, man, that ain't quite knowing which way to go. And because you done been down that dirty dog road before, you can say, hey, my man, let me, let me pull your coat to something. You can do this now, but let me tell you what's going to happen. If I were you, I would consider this. That's making an impact. That's like the guy that passed out in L.A. named Lou Danzler out there that had this uh, boys and girls sent out there in the hood. And, man, I can't tell you the people's lives he impacted. I remember when Eric Davis was a bad baseball player came back and spoke at the group one time, looking at them kids and hugging uh, Lou Danzler, thanking him, man, for changing his life. This guy became one of the superstars in the Major League Baseball. And then just uh, thousands of people and lives that he affected. And when he passed, what he did was he left an imprint. He left an imprint that's huge. And that's all I wanted, man. I just said, man, if I could make an imprint, you know what I mean? It's like you walking through life, right? And you making footprints in sand. I want my footprints to be so deep that after I'm gone, people can still tell I had come through there. People has, can still see that I, that I, oh man, he, hey man, hey man, Harv walked over there. Hold up, man, look right here, man. Steve Harvey came through here because I want my footprints to be so deep in the sand that I matter to so many that even after I'm gone, I can still show you the way. That even after I'm gone, I still have an effect on my children, on my sons, so that my sons can look up one day and go, remember all the conversations we had. Man, my daddy used to tell me this. And maybe I can turn one of, turn my sons into men. You understand? Turn my daughters into ladies. You understand? So they ain't got to follow the crowd and get out here. You know, man, you, 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 you got to want to matter, man. You got to want to make a difference. And so at the end of my life, when it's all over and the winds is blowing the sand back in my footprints, I want it to take a while. I want, it, I, want, I want several sandstorms to have to come through that before my footprints get filled up. That's how much I want to matter. Mattering is important. It's got to be important to you. What's your legacy? What you going to leave behind? What they going to say about you? You know, it's a cold thing. You know, um, when you die, you get a tombstone. This tombstone has 
your date of birth, your tombstone has a dash, and your tombstone has the date of your death. You would think that the most important thing on that plaque, on that tombstone, is your birthday, or is the day you left here, but it's not. The most important thing on that tombstone is that dash. What did you do while you were here? It ain't your birthday they're going to celebrate. It ain't the day you die they're going to celebrate. They're going to celebrate that dash, what you did while you was here. It's the smallest thing on that tombstone, but it's the most important thing on that, man. You got to wake up to matter to somebody. You got to make an imprint in the sand. You got to affect some people's lives, and you got to do it all in a positive way. So we got to wake up every day thinking about them footprints we laying down, that legacy we creating, that, that, that what they going to talk about when we gone moment. What you doing about your dash? My dash is January 17, 1957. That's my date. My dash, I'm working on that right now. Now, when I leave here, what I want them to talk about, Steve Harvey, ain't January 17, 1957. Ain't the date I leave here. I want them to talk about that dash. Man, when he was on here, this what he did. Man, that was my man. All right, let's go. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people from all around the world, may I have your attention, please? I have a very, very public service announcement to make. We are back. It is 2018 officially. We are here. Steve Harvey Morning Show, back in love again. That's LTD. Come on now. Come on here, boy. Shirley Strawberry. Hey, good morning. Happy New Year. Welcome back, everybody. We love you, and we missed you. Carla Pharrell. We're back. Happy New Year, crew. What's up? Junior. Happy New Year, Unc. Happy New Year, everybody. Same voice. Food number one. <laughs> Ain't nothing changed. Uh-uh. <laughs> Am I one or two? I forgot. Nephew. <laughs> Okay, cool. Morning, Uncle Steve. <laughs> Shirley. Oh, yeah, we back, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we here, excited. I didn't get I an had, intro. I, I had food number one. You talked and said something. Tommy showed confusion. I said, and if you talk, you was your opportunity. What we're not going to do in 2018 is you and that damn megaphone and, and yes. miss your mom. <laughs> So, so are we moving on? Are we moving on? I said food number one. We can't go back. I, no, I said food number one. And uh, he said, yeah, that's it I right there. Two. And Tommy said, am I one or two? You talk. Anthony <laughs> 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 Brown. What's going on, everybody? In the ATL, was Saturday, the Dirty Birds did their thing. Whoa. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, like, they did. no more care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you just yeah, read my and, mind. Are you yeah. inside my head right now? <laughs> no, I know, yeah, I know, I know. You do not like football, huh, Shirley? It's okay. But Atlanta Falcons <laughs> beat the Rams. Uh, the Rams just showed their immaturity in terms of first time being in playoffs in a yeah, long, long time, a lot of young players. Oh. And then Atlanta been there before. Hurt for they loss last yeah. year. But, yeah. hey, man, they got a shot of going back if they play the way they play. Anyway, good game. Good game. We know who ain't going, though. Them damn Cleveland Browns. Cleveland They got a parade, man. Come on, don't be like that. No, man, they had a parade. They're talking about we deserve better. Cleveland out parading. They, they, what? I don't know how Hugh Jackson is still the coach of the Browns. This two years in a row, 0 16. 
it may not be his fault, but doggone it, we blaming him, though. Okay. We keep going down there to Tommy School, pick and play. Let's <laughs> <laughs> pick old drunk coach. Johnny Manziel. Uh-huh. He, he can't even get into CFL. <laughs> yeah. And we pick, what is it, Garrett Miles? He's yet to fulfill his potential. We need a quarterback and a running back. That's all. You but know anyway, what they're saying, everybody. What are they saying? They're saying that maybe Alex Smith from the Chiefs may go to the Browns. Yeah, Is Colin Kaepernick good... still available? Man, yeah. <laughs> doggone it, anybody. But All right, listen, coming up at 32 after the hour, we'll be back with something funny. we got to find out what happened over the holidays. Steve, your New Year's Eve Times Square hosting job, you have to tell us about that. You were all over social media. Oh, that white coat? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, that coat and that was trimming, buddy. It was pimping. It was pimping. All right, we'll be back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are. Uh, time for something funny. Our first one of the brand new year. So, Steve, uh, tell us about Times Square New Year's Eve. Tell us all about it. We saw you. Most cold hell gig ever outside <laughs> in the history of television. <laughs> ever. Hell gig. Boy. Number one, uh-huh. uh huh, vicious cold. Wow, um, it, it was, it was, man. I, I Lord. and white you people were so saying it was cold. You so look you so cold, cold. I put a coat on at home. You really right. did, man. <laughs> you, you made me feel cold. You did. You really, yeah. really I put did. a coat on in you the were, house. I'm like, damn, the horrible it's cold out there, man. Yeah, yeah. the horrible part was uh-huh. we rehearsed in 13 degree temperature, and we had to do the whole show. Ooh. Live to tape. Outside. So we did that from 11.30 to 4, mm-hmm. from 12 to 4, 4.30. We did that. Then we went inside till 6, and then we had to come out and do two pre-tapes at 6.30. Then the regular show started at 8 to 10. Then we had a one-hour break from 10 to 11 for news, and then came back from 11 to 12.30. Woo-hoo. You know what? Every it, time you on and TV. And it was one degree. Mm-hmm. Every time you're on TV, I got to fight for you because my phone started Man, ringing, telling my you. text messages start happening. I, it's, I got to fight you do, the whole you do time. A show, you we got to argue with people. Right? Yeah. What, what, what are they saying? What are you talking, talking about? Somebody yeah. hit me up with why your uncle got Olivia Pope coat on. I mean, from scandal. From scandal. Oh, that's what that meme. I saw why that. Why he look like boss hogs? I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> We got to fight, though. And I'm in church, though. The man had to wear a hat. Do you know how cold it was out there? And a hat keeps the heat in. Shirley. Yes. You don't have to explain none to these haters. I didn't respond to not now damn person. First of all, one dude asked me why you got on a white coat in the winter. Number one, they made it. <laughs> Tell him, Tommy, it's winter white. Winter white, baby. Winter white. It's cashmere. And number two, look, cause the coat ain't at Burlington. It don't mean coats <laughs> like that. I felt perfectly cool, pimping and super fly in my coat. I ignored all haters. You, when when you had that uh, scarf wrapped around your head, your ears, and your hat on, I knew yeah. it was cold. I know that kind those of cold. Those were actually kind of earmuffs. Those earmuffs. Yeah. They look. They look like a scarf. I was like, wow. No, he's it cold. was. It was. It's, it's a headband. <laughs> oh, okay. It covers yeah, your you ears. Put it on from the back. Because I had oh, the two. I see. 
and I had the two custom-made earbuds that go all the way in your ear. They had to make custom them two made? weeks before the show. Oh, okay. They had to make them two weeks because they had to mold exactly to your ear. Okay. Because the decibel noise at Times Square is 110. Ooh, if they put what? a regular earbud, you won't be able to hear mm-hmm. the director. Okay. Because the noise level was so high on Times Square. Mm-hmm. So they put that in your ear, and then I had that to cover. It was just cold, man. Yeah, it, was it, was cold. Cold. it was so cold. It was in Chicago, but, Steve. It was so cold, man. I had on my Chicago long drawers and long that. depends. It was cold. What? Long depends? What? Long depends. They make those? They make those? You can pee down your leg. I had on thermal underwear, uh-huh. uh, a cashmere suit, Okay. turtleneck, mm-hmm. cashmere suit, suit, turtleneck, and a cashmere coat. Wit and I intentionally wore a faux scarf, mm-hmm. had fur, just didn't want to hear Peter Mouth. Yeah, so you had, yeah, I knew by, that's why you didn't wear fur. You had yeah. about $50,000 on, is what you're saying. Am I right? Way more than that. Them, them earplugs cost about $50,000, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> they were custom made. When they make it to yeah. earplugs, is high. And they, they heat up your ear. Those were not Drey And those heaters in them. Yes. And then, uh, here's the deal. At the end of all of it, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Fox had the highest ratings that they've had in that time frame in over 20 in years. You, yes. you better do it, Go ahead, boy. Go ahead, boy. I'm talking about. It host. was the number two New Year's Eve special, only behind Ryan Seacrest, Dick Clark's, ABC's Rockin' New Year's Eve. He's Dick been Clark was there? a number of years, though. Jay, in no. spirit, what? Jay. Let's move on. Ryan just kept the name in yeah. honor. Oh, I see. Well, I Ryan Seacrest took over Dick Clark production. But they oh, okay. were saying it was cold. That's when you really knew oh, it was cold. cold. Oh, yeah. Ryan and, and them were saying yeah. it was cold. Yeah, you know, yeah. When white people say it's yeah, cold, it's I'm really cold. cold. Yeah, it's yeah. cold. Yeah, it's cold. So, Steve, it didn't bother you. I'm glad to hear that. It didn't bother you the memes the next day with uh, Olivia. No, 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 no. Oh, no. they was doing because, <laughs> because, <laughs> because first of all, I don't even know who she is. You know, that's Olivia Pope. Yeah, Olivia Pope scandal. From scandal. From you know scandal. Yeah. yeah, but that. Yeah, but that that ain't mean nothing to me. So wh- what I care? Uh huh. Oh, okay. Well, it meant you know, something to me because they was texting me and I'm yeah, fighting. We had an argument. They were dunking on you. Yeah, yeah, we were mad. <laughs> yeah. See, but hey, it was I, cold. Was, That's what I just said. It was oh, cold. Oh, wait, but but it's, here's it's, the deal though. Uh-huh. It, it, it's all good. See, really, man, I kid you not. It don't even affect me because people don't even know. Mm-hmm. They be just but, talking. But but why uh, you got you on white go in the winter? Put yourself in my. I'm at church it's, texting. It's hard to get that to, low. I'm texting people like, to kiss my ass from church. In you know church? Hard it's hard to get that low. Yeah. Ain't nobody put themselves in your position. Ain't nobody that small. Shut up, Jimmy. There was so much in that you. statement he just That's made. The, wait a minute. That's the first yeah. one this year. This Can we year. write that down? <laughs> and it didn't come from me. <laughs> oh, there will be some from you, I'm sure. I mean, but keep he, in he, score. That's the first to get one this year. Right put, put yourself in my position. Yeah. Well, come yeah. on now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at church. Next year, next mm-hmm. year, uh-huh. the coat will be the topic of conversation again. <laughs> oh, there's a next year already? real pimps never die, baby. That's right. So, wait, are you going back? Are you hosting again? Yeah, yeah. Because it was yeah, cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check the temperature How first. was the check, though? How was the check? Mm. Was that good? Colder than the jacket. Mm. 
<laughs> Colder than the weather. <laughs> check was nice. And they still together. <laughs> That's awesome, Steve. <laughs> All right, listen, it's Monday. We'll move on. Am I still on? Reverend Motown, Deacon <laughs> Def Jam are here for our church complaints, first ones of the brand new year. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann will be here. She's going to update us on today's national news and headlines. But first, it is Monday, and it's time for Deacon Def Jam and uh, <laughs> Reverend Motown with our church complaints. Mm. <laughs> Happy, happy New Year. Yes. We we most graciously gather today. That's right. Praising and worshiping and giving thanks and honor. Say it again. What's wrong, Pat? Giving honor and praising for 2,000. One eight. Amen. 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 Well, variously known as 2018. Mm-hmm. Yes. We we should be grateful at this time. Great. But watch yeah. this though. <laughs> watch this congregation. Well. Find something to complain about. Yeah. Trip is what I call it. Yes. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, the leader of the trip congregation, I, I'm, the trippiness of them all, the I'm deliver the uh, of the phone, Deacon Def Jam. Yes, Pastor. First of all, Pastor, a happy new year to you, 2018. I'm just the messenger, Pastor. That's all I am, the messenger. Don't shoot him. Don't shoot the messenger. Thank you. Uh, we gonna start this. This is a complaint uh, to you, Pastor. Uh, Brother Robert Lewis Jernigan, who has been blind for 28 years, uh, regained his sight last week. It was a miracle by far. Now, Robert has just seen his wife, Sister Philistine Jernigan, for the first time. He said he can't see they relationship going any further. You married them, Pastor, 15 years ago. And uh, he wants to file a lawsuit against you for marrying him to a woman that ugly. Well, we've written a song just for this occasion because I knew it was coming. Group right. hit it. I got a big old ugly woman. <laughs> She's ugly all the time. All yeah. right. I got a big old ugly woman. She's ugly, but she's mine. Yeah, yeah you married her. Uh-huh. And when I wake up in the morning, mm. I thank the Lord he made me blind. <laughs> we he can, had he wrote can that now. song for him. Uh-huh. Uh, the fact that he can see now is none of our business. <laughs> miracle though yeah with right. healing comes responsibility <laughs> with healing comes responsibility you got All to right. be uh, moving along what pastor. you asked the lord for because he just might give it to you yeah, well, he can ah. see now He's won't he do it man. yes he will 
Go ahead. <laughs> All right, Pastor. We have a new member that joined uh, on New Year's Eve that's already starting some confusion in the church. Uh, Sister Omarosa uh, wants to start a Republican minority ministry, but the uh, the call is on you, Pastor, if you want her to do this. Well, we're not going to allow that in here. Uh, it didn't work out for her at the White House. <laughs> So ain't no need of you coming to our house. One more time, Pastor. I said it didn't work out no, at sir. the White House. So ain't no need of you coming to our house. Amen. Amen. We different up in here. Yeah. We don't vote up in here. We will bang. <laughs> so the way we're going to handle it is going to be a little bit different. Uh, thank you, uh, Sister Amarosa. We wish you well. We know there's a book coming. That's all it was when you quit. You were setting up a book. But be careful now, because sloppy Steve Banyan has come out with a book with this other man. You see what's happening to him. Michael you know your black ass in trouble. So I would be careful with what you say about that man's up there in the White House. That's right, man. That ain't none of us vote for. All right, Pastor. Uh, so that's Sister uh, Lavandalyn Rockamo has opened a weed dispenser in the church name without our consent. What? Uh, this started in June of 2017. She has grossed over 2.5 million in six months. What do we want to do with her? Well, she is a memory. Her. Uh -huh. <laughs> and. <laughs> The name that she's chosen for her marijuana dispensary here at the church is quite apropos. We are the jackpot <laughs> <laughs> joint. Joint. Oh, come joint. on now, unruly. Wow. This is the jackpot joint unruly. Yes, so why is. would not pot and joint bring us on? And a special announcement to be made. She and I are being married <laughs> next month. I knew it. <laughs> but you already have a wife. <laughs> no, I don't have a wife. I'm a single minister. I'm Reverend Motown. I ain't married to no woman. I'm married to the hits. <laughs> uh, Pastor, speaking of the uh, single ministry, the single ministry Jack wants Pot us to uh, join for Jerusalem. <laughs> Right. Wink, wink, mm -hmm. get it, get it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Got it, Don't pal. stop. Come on with it. Get it, get mm -hmm. it. Shake what your mama gave you. Uh, the single ministry Shake wants to get your money, make mm -hmm. <laughs> He's not huh. Come on, yeah. uh -huh. now go ahead. And okay, he threw shaking. Uh, the single ministry wants to use the church on Friday nights as a club. The club is called Holy Fun. Uh, they tried it this past Friday. The older members are against the project because it was twerking going on all Friday night. But the call is on you if the single ministry can continue. Well, we're going to allow the single ministry to continue. But the problem we had on yesterday, Sunday, was the praise team had picked up twerking and was using it on Sunday around the edge of the baptismal pool. That got to stop. Yes, <laughs> immediately. Yes. You can't twerk 
around the baptismal pool? Uh-uh. That's not the question. Is there someplace you can twerk in church? Uh-uh. No. Okay. After church. <laughs> but not in it. Okay. Especially with them thin baptism robes oh, on. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Sister Shamika got baptized Sunday and uh-huh. came up twerking. <laughs> Four <laughs> deacons fell in trying to save uh-huh. her. This got <laughs> to stop. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No. Amen. Uh, Pastor, mm-hmm. last but not least, um, the poll ministry is asking for uh, a baby oil budget. They've been getting pole burns <laughs> on their thighs when what? they are uh, uh, pole dancing. What? But they you need a baby. You can't put baby oil on a pole, deacon. It ain't going to work out. <laughs> Just stop, stop that right now. You need a grip on that pole. That, <laughs> and it will have so many injuries. Put baby oil on the pole. Well, a heifer can't even hold on to a pole with baby <laughs> oil. <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, coming up at the top of the hour, we must move on. We're going to have some of last night's highlights uh, from the Golden Globe Awards. Plus, Miss Ann will be here with today's national news. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Uh, the award season kicked off last night with the 75th Annual Golden Globe Awards, honoring the best in film and television. It was hosted by Seth Meyers. Hollywood women joined forces last night to fight sexual harassment. Uh, some of the actresses wore black in solidarity for victims of sexual harassment and abuse. Here were some of the nominees. Uh, Game of Thrones, of course. Uh, this is Us, Blackish. Issa Rae, uh, Insecure, Best Actor, Denzel Washington for Roman Q. Israel Esquire. Saw that movie. Best Supporting Actress, Mary J. Blige, uh, was nominated for Mudbound. Some more highlights from the Golden Globes last night. Throughout the majority of my career, I have benefited from colorblind casting, which means, you know, like, hey, let's throw a brother in this role, right? It's always really cool. But Dan Fogelman, you wrote a role for a black man. Like, that could only be played by a black man. And so, what I appreciate so much about this thing is that I'm being seen for who I am and being appreciated for who I am. And it makes it that much more difficult to dismiss me or dismiss anybody who looks like me. So, thank you, Dan. Plus, Oprah Winfrey, congratulations going out to her. She received the Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, Take a listen. In 1982, Sydney received the Cecil B. DeMille Award right here at the Golden Globes. And it is not lost on me that at this moment, there are some little girls watching as I become the first black woman to be given the same award. So I want all the girls watching here and now to know that a new day is on the horizon. And when that new day finally dawns. It will be because of a lot of magnificent women, many of whom are right here in this room tonight, and some pretty phenomenal men fighting hard to make sure that they become the leaders who take us to the time when nobody ever has to say, me too, again. Thank you. And congratulations, by the way, uh, to Mary J. Blige. We mentioned she got a nomination for Mudbound. She also got her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. 
Yeah, she's getting it. So congratulations to her. Now, the and, Golden Globes. Can I make an announcement? Yes, of course, yes. darling. It's your Uh-oh. show. What? And I have gained six pounds over the holiday. What's <laughs> 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 it got to do with the I Golden Globes? Throw that out. <laughs> that's an award. That's an achievement. <laughs> Yeah, right so you were back. nominated most pounds gained. <laughs> no, that was an achievement because it's normally 15. Oh, okay. Oh, well, congratulations, okay. Steve. Okay. Congratulations. Good work. <laughs> uh, okay, the Golden Globes, like we said, really good last night. Uh, Steve, we talked about it earlier. This brutal coal that's going on in the Midwest, in the Northeast America, uh, we're dealing with it uh, in some form of fashion. I know in L.A. it seems like everyone has the flu. Even though the weather's great, it seems like everyone has the flu. But it's time to get to the latest news and weather. Let's welcome back Miss Ann. Happy New Year, Miss Ann. Ladies and gentlemen, here she Shirley. is, Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you, everybody. Good morning and welcome back, guys. This is Ann Tripp with the news. I'm sorry. Yeah, President Trump's one-time chief strategist, Steve Bannon, is now backing away from the unflattering statements attributed to him about Trump and his family in the book Fire and Fury. He's saying, I'm sorry, basically. After excerpts of the new book were published last week, some of Bannon's and Breitbart News' big right-wing contributors backed away. So Bannon now says his support for Trump is unwavering. He calls Don Jr., by the way, a patriot and a good man. That's even though he's quoted in the Michael Wolff book as calling the younger Trump's meeting with the Russians treasonous. The president called Bannon sloppy Steve and says he's lost his mind. President Trump, by the way, has gotten rid of the commission he set up to supposedly uh, find the five million votes he claimed were illegally cast for Hillary Clinton last November. Votes he blamed for his losing the actual popular vote two years ago by more than uh, three million. Trump leveled those fraud charges without ever offering a shred of evidence. Many states dismissed the whole idea and the panel never issued any findings. By the way, it's reported on uh, on Wednesday. On Wednesday, President Trump is going to announce his winners of his, quote, most dishonest and corrupt media awards of the year. Stay tuned to that. A lot of news organizations say they actually want to win it. Uh, The city of Charlottesville, Virginia, requesting reimbursement uh, from the Commonwealth for the expenses incurred related to the deadly white supremacist rally back in August, where an anti-racist demonstrator was run over and killed. City officials in Charlottesville asking for more than $200,000 in reimbursement for the money spent on security, police, fire, and other personnel. The decision on that, by the way, is up to the governor. American Airlines is apologizing for accusing two members of the NBA's Memphis Grizzlies, accusing them of stealing blankets. The stewardess accused them of taking blankets that they asked for and were given and threw them off the plane. Once again, she was wrong. Just a few months ago, the NAACP advised black Americans not to fly American Airlines because of several possible racist incidents. And according to dictionary.com, the words dozier, collusion, and fury were some of the most often looked up words last year. However, the most looked up word for 2017 was complicit, which showed up in all sorts of stories from climate change to mass shootings to the opioid epidemic to sexual harassment. They used complicit a lot last year. The winner at this year's box office this weekend's rather box office was Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle for the third weekend in a row. Fridge? Yeah, Fridge, who are you? It's me, Spencer. I think we got sucked into Jumanji and we become the avatars we chose. Don't look at it. I don't have my Claritin, and all I see around here is pollen. Well, I don't have a top two feet of my body. Uh, 20 minutes after the hour, Eugene the Butterfly coming up. Stay tuned to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, please introduce Jay. Jay, you then introduce 
the butterfly, and then the butterfly take it away. You know how it goes. Let's go. Jazzy, bro. <laughs> you know and, the butterfly that I do. <laughs> what? Enthusiasm. It's the first time in the new year. Come on, people. Take it up, guys. the butterfly, because I do. Butterfly. Better. Good morning, everyone. Oh, my God. We are back. We are back. We are back. Good morning. Good morning, Stephen. What a butterfly. Good morning, Stephen. Yes. I had some conversation with some people over the break, and they think you should change your image like like a new nickname and not butterfly anymore. What? Not butterfly? I heard some people Well, my friends used to call me Sugar Boots. Is that good? Sugar Boots? Yeah. Sugar Boots. How'd you get that name? That's just, it's a long story. But you know what, Stephen, you're talking about changing image. That's actually what my New Year's resolution, I was gonna ask you all what yours was, but here's my New Year's resolution, Steve. I wanna dress more like you. So I'm thinking if I start coming over to your house in the mornings and just, we can start getting dressed together. That's something I really want to do. That's not going to happen and it's not going to work. It ain't even going to look right. But I went, you know, after seeing you with that white coat on New Year's Eve, baby, I said, you know what? I got to change who I am. I do. So I want to be more like you, Stephen. Happen and it's gonna work. It's going to be hard, Just man, because you built that. In front of that. But you are my, you are my fashion Wait. mentor. So I want to I dress more like you. Wait a minute. So, okay. What, Steve? What did you say? No, I said that's going to be hard because you built bad. That's going to be hard. Funny, you got a funny shape. Yeah, you, you know. Jay Anthony, you're supposed to be my friend, and you no, keep I'm making asking, little punches no, at me. Don't do no, that. I am your friend. I'm your <laughs> friend. But you do, you're making punches at me, and I don't like no, that. No, no, no. I'm just saying that's not going to happen. What, what, is, what, what do you mean he walks different? I don't care. I walk with my chest. You know, he got a pull hamstring, all that. That's no, Tommy. Th- Tommy yeah, that got Well, you got to get confused. your people together. Don't do this to you, me. You, don't you start in his body. Why you keep trying to get out of that? But they're different people. Wouldn't you try? Different personality. Hell yeah, I know I would. All right then. Very well. So can I come over in the morning and we start getting dressed? Uh-uh. That's not going to happen. Hey, get that. Jay Anthony Brown, I'm going to say it one more time. Uh-uh. I'm not talking to you right now. I now, we friends. That. We can have a cup of coffee after the show is over. But as of right Me now, uh, say what? That is not going to happen. Oh, Butterfly, did you, did you know that uh, today was National Bubble Bath Day? I heard about it, but, you know, nobody on here takes back. Well, everybody takes what? showers. We, we, There's not a lot of people in our group. We do both. We do both. But we who, when, who, who took a shower? Who took a bath lately? Everybody been taking showers. Baths are so overrated now. I just ranch off. I'm in a hurry. That's so nasty. That's so nasty. <laughs> Sorry, Butterfly. Anthony Brown is, is coming up to murder another hit. We'll be back at 34 after. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Jay is here to murder another hit. Please introduce him, Steve. Ladies and gentlemen, the hit murderer himself, (laughs) Jay Anthony Brown. Well, I really have to set this song up because... Uh Oh, Oh, man. No, 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 listen to me. Don't start. This is a new year, Listen, Linda, listen, listen. What, Jay? <laughs> this song just takes the year, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and we wrap the whole entire year up, 2017. Oh. So you might lose some friends, Steve, on this one. You oh, might. Man. Some people who you kind of got back in your graces, 
may not be in your graces after this. You don't care no. at all, do you, Jay? See, that's what I said. Don't stop. Uh-huh. Like, well, the theory is that if you do something, <laughs> if you do, <laughs> you ask me to come over here. If you're in the news, uh-huh. we can make a song about fair it. Fair game in your that's book. That's fair game. Uh-huh. Now, let me get my plug in because I might not be able to speak after this. <laughs> Taco Tuesday is going down at the J spot this week. Jay, I passed by the talk. Jay, Jay, I passed by your comedy club the other day. I didn't even know where it was. I it's went upstairs. over on uh, Inglewood on Market Street to the hat store. Oh, oh yeah, I know where that place is. Yeah, man, they got some hats in there, man. Is that the they one really you wore do. New Year's Eve? Hell yeah, that's where I bought that pimping ass okay. white people from. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got God Tory this week. Taco Tuesday. Oh, Headline of Taco Tuesday. Now the song, I hit everybody. I ain't leave anybody out. I got everybody. Come on. Everybody. Oh, hit it. Let's start with Amorosa. Her career is toaster. Bully in the White House, but Trump said no, sir. How about Wendy Williams? Fainted on TV. Said she was burning up dressed like Lady Liberty. Then there's Mr. Hart, y'all. First name Kevin. He got busted once, turned around, and did the same thing. Hello, Harvey Weinstein. Pulling out your ding-a-ling. Hope they lock you up and send your ass away to sing sing. Mr. Steve Harvey with Trump. I'm gonna let you go. Cause I need them checks from TV and radio. Crying baby Tyrese. Crying by your daughter had so many tits you could have sold bottled water. Hey, hey, Bill Cosby, known as Mr. Jello. Ladies say one drink with you, you ain't a nice fellow. Orenthal Simpson out of jail. OJ seen with a butter knife. I think it's best to run away. That's right, baby, it's 218. I'm gonna need new people to do stupid stuff in the 218. Same people doing the same stuff in the next year. Help a brother out. I'm gonna need new people. Oh, I ain't done. It ain't over. Remember, check this out. Robert R. Kelly stepping in the name of love. Were you locking women up for your little nasty club? Yeah, yeah, Usher. Should the ladies trust ya? Or unprotected sex to the clinic, they gon' rush ya. Don't forget Cotty B. She's the next dancer. Had one hit, now she needs a financer. Gonna end with Cabernet. He got down on one knee. Cause he was standing up for all police brutality. Yes, I'm gonna need new people in the 218. Y'all know how this go. If you famous and you do something stupid, we gon' sing about it. Me and Mr. Rap Hawkins Jr. gon' sing about it. Don't get mad at us. We didn't put it in the news. We just put it in a song. You know how this go. Ha ha. Watch out there now. talking to me. <laughs> Is that just off radio, not TV? He though. hit everybody. Man, didn't leave nobody. Because he touch. talked about you in the song. He said he was. Football was good. Yeah, he said yeah, he was going to really mess friends. with you because he needs the check. I don't give a damn what he said. I heard what he said. 
Shirley Ashton, you can have my job back. Uh, <laughs> right, coming up, Nephew uh, Tommy has a prank phone call. We'll do that right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after today's Strawberry Letter. But up next, right now, Tommy is here, the nephew, with today's prank phone call. What you got, Neff? Shirley, this is Shay Leon. Shay Leon. Say it with me. Shay. Shay Leon. Yes, play that thing for me, please. Steve didn't say it. I didn't say it either. He don't. He don't don't He's still mad. He's still mad mad at Jay. He's still mad at murder and hit. (laughs) Shay Leon. Look, you gotta talk to us. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the hell Shay Leon is. It's because it's Shay Leon. That's what it is. It ain't no Shay Leon. Shay Leon. It's Shay Leon. What, Junior? Like, what? <laughs> he got fancy with it. Yeah. Keep playing. You gotta get French. Junior's loaded for bear, man. Hello. Thank you for calling. Hello. I'm trying to reach Nicole, please. This is she. Uh, how you doing? Listen, my name is Shay Leon, and I was calling you to see if you had any booth rental in the salon that you work in. I'm sorry, I didn't get your name again. What's your name again? Shay, Shay Leon. I mean, my my real name is Leon, but my artistic name is Shay Leon. Shay Leon is what they call me. Shay Leon, okay. Um, actually, I do have space for another um person to come in and work. Um, I am in a suite. Um, it's rather small in here, but if you are interested in coming in and working, I would gladly like to have someone come in and work with me. That would be nice. Can I ask you a question? Um, Go ahead. What's your background? What do you do, actually? Uh, well, actually, I've, I've just moved here to uh, D.C. I was actually living in the uh, Los Angeles area. Okay. And, um, you know, I've been doing hair there for the last probably 15, 20 years. I've been doing hair. Uh, definitely licensed. You know, I, I just I moved here. But um, I've been doing hair for quite a long time. I specialize in only doing females' hair. And, um, you know, just looking to get into D.C. and get back to work. And okay. I really want to um, find a place where I can do some hair. And, and you know, it's going to take me a minute to get some clientele built up. But, right. you know, I, I know my work is good. Okay. Well, um, I am in a high-traffic area, and I think this would um, be a great area for you just coming in from another state, especially from California. Right, Um right. Is it possible you can come in and take a look and see what you can, you know? I, I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to come in and take a look and see what I, you know, the type of work environment you have. And, and right. uh, mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm understanding that there's a lot of people that do hair that have different rooms. Is that how this setup is? Yes, that's how it's set up. However, but you, I do but have, you actually a, have a you actually have yes. a suite. I do have a suite. Um, it's a double suite, so there is room for another technician. Um, but, you know, with it being such close quarters, you know, you got to gotta kind of get a feel for the person that's going to come in and work for you. So Yeah, right, right, because you're going to be working real close to each other. I understand. You know, if we kind of meet each other, you know, we can get a feel for each other and see if we can work. Well, let out. me ask you something. Have you, have you had a, um, uh, a PHS? Have you worked around a PHS person before? I'm sorry, who? A PHS. Have you worked around? I mean, that, that's, that's pretty much what I do. Have you worked around a PHS? Uh, I'm not. Before? I'm not familiar with that term. Is that a California term? I don't. What's PHS? PHS is uh, uh, private hair specialist. Have you worked with a private hair specialist before? Um. Well, I would consider myself private, being so I'm in the suite. But uh, where you would be working out in the open with myself, so I don't know how private you would be. Oh no 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 no. You you not you not understand where I'm okay. coming from. I'm I'm a PHS. Okay. Private hair specialist and. What that is is I, I do women's 
private hair, like if they want removal from under their arm or their chin or, you know, but most of my work actually resides in the bikini line. Uh, you know, I'm an artist, so I'm known to put your name there. I I can dye it a different color, a mohawk, a, a landing strip. You okay, know, okay. I let, me, let, me, let, me, let me stop you right there. Um, you did call and say you were a hairstylist, and the last time I checked a hairstylist, they be style hair, the hair on top of the head. Che Leon does hair. It just does, doesn't necessarily have to be the hair on the head. I'm just saying I okay, style well, hair. Okay, well, Sierra Leone, Sri Lanka, what's, what's her name again? I'm sorry. Che Leon. You cannot continue to name? get this wrong. Che, Che Leon. Okay, I'm sorry. What was the name your mom gave you? Cause my, my, my government name is Leon, but it's okay, my name. Okay, Leon. Okay, Leon. Leon, Leon. <sighs> again, this is a suite, and you will be working in the open with myself and my clients who are accustomed to having a professional setting. Um, and I don't think it would be appropriate for you to have someone come in and have a landing strip, an airport, a plane, their baby daddy's name. Put on. I don't, I don't, I, or whatever you do, that's not what we're about here. Okay, so are you I trying am. to say that you're not open for new ideas? I'm sorry. If you consider that a new idea, then I'm giving you a phone number to someone else because this, this, we're not going to do that here. Hey, listen. My, my, my problem you. is this. I'm we're calling not, you. We're not. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. You called my salon. Where, where did you even get my number from? Why? What made you think that you could call my shop and that this is what we do and you could come here and you could do that? Well, I'm thinking that you would be open for something new. No, but why something... would you think that I'd be open for that? Who who told you that? What, I mean, you I'm not, came all I'm not the way from that, California. I'm not that someone you came, told you me came that. all the way from California and you called me. You're not coming to my salon to carve your name, anybody else's name, any type of landing strip, any type of initials, okay? This is a professional salon, and we style hair. The hair on the hair. That is what I'm doing, lady. I'm styling hair. Did you that is what Shaley Hahn does. What part of she, the hair did you... I said Shaley Hahn styles hair. That's what Shaley Hahn does. Look. I, you, I'm sick of you. I'm sick of you already. So you know what? This is not even going to work. This is not even going to work. Again, we're not doing that here in my shop. I'm sorry. I hope you can call someone else, and maybe they'll accept your craft. I'm sorry that your career would not be as successful as, as you would like it to be because you're not open for new ideas. very successful, thank you. You know what? I'm going to come over there and pass out flyers in front oh, of honey. your shop. Letting them know about Shay Leon and letting them know also that you are not who you really are. When are you coming? Are you coming today? Don't worry about when I'm coming. I know where you are. I'm here right now. Can you come today? Please come. I'm coming today. Please come over here because I'm going to be that outside waiting for your. Bring your over here. Bring it. Because you're not about to stand outside in front of my salon and degrade my salon. What you're not going to do is deny Shay Leon. You're not going to deny Shay Leon. Please come over here because you will catch the first thing smoking back to California if you bring your over here. I got one more thing I need to say to you. Are you listening to me? Thing to say to me. Shay Leon has. One more thing he needs to say. Are you listening to Shay Leon? What, what, what is it? This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your girlfriend, Michonne. What? <laughs> Hello? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to keep your <laughs> and hers. <laughs> I don't know if I do. Hey, baby, I got one more thing I need oh, to Oh, God, what, what else you got to say? What is the baddest radio show in the land? <laughs> the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs> there it is.
Shay Leon, what y'all think? It's a new year. I just yeah. want to know, was I stupid? That's all I yeah, want to know. Yeah, new year, still stupid. That's yeah. what I was going to say. New year. Yeah. 2018, stupid. Uh-huh. That's all I want. Uh-huh. You, been you still got your job. Years. Be thankful for that. Right. <laughs> what you say, Jay? You ain't J. Anthony Brown, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they're stupid fired, and then they're stupid. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least you don't take it too far with the wrong people. <laughs> But I'm back on Steve. Steve, you guys have been friends, you and Jay, for years. How many years? Ben. Ben. <laughs> Keyword, Ben. Past tense. <laughs> Everything well, come comes on, to Steve. an end, Shirley. Everything ends one day. But, oh, nothing lasts forever except the word of God. Okay. Everything must change. But what specifically got you a little upset, Steve? Seriously. From murder they yeah. did. From, from last year. Yeah. First of all, the audacity <laughs> of you to put me in your damn Knew song it. on my damn show. I knew that's that, what it was about. You know, yeah. at any point, you could have said, you know what, man, I really think, man, I can't. Now nah, I'm gonna do it, man. You know, in the news, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, you you know how Jay thinks nothing gets in the way of the joke. <laughs> you know that. You already knew this, though. Nothing gets in the way of the joke uh, except uh. your damn job. <laughs> but do, do you agree the song was good though? No, you play it again. He can't hold a job. <laughs> he can't hold a job. <laughs> oh. Oh, you can play it again. I'm just not talking to him. <laughs> Coming up at the top of the hour, today's Strawberry Letters on deck. Plus, we're going to tell you about two Capricorn birthdays. Don't worry about it. I'll tell you what he said in the writing room. <laughs> hey, well, did I lose that job, too? <laughs> no, I asked it earlier. I don't know. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, the strawberry letter is up next, people, and and uh, wait till you till till you hear this crazy letter. Uh, you know it's going to be crazy. But first, here's some Capricorns celebrating birthdays today. R. Kelly, Steve, R. Kelly, turning 51 today. Wow, he's 51. And then, Kills. who knew he shared a birthday with North Korean dictator Kim Jong Un? He turns R. Kelly's birthdays today. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They're only going to put 16 candles on the cake. You know what? <laughs> yeah, you're already fired. What happened? That's hey, why hey. you can't keep no job. <laughs> That's why you can't keep no job. That's why you can't keep a job. Okay, we're trying to help you here. <laughs> he don't know how to stop. <laughs> he did. All right, Kelly's so birthday today. <laughs> He's 51, but should have just said it. He knew what he was doing. Why are there 16 candles on the cake? <laughs> <laughs> all these cupcakes doing it here. Our Kelly was in that song. Before you lose your job, too, one of us got to have a job. (laughs) But anyway, I was saying, our Kelly uh, shares a birthday with us. Be quiet, Tommy. (laughs) Kim Jong-un, who turns 34. He's only 34. He's only 34. Where that clown come from? Wow. He looks bad, don't he? Yeah, for 34. (laughs) I I have to agree with you, Steve. He looks 60. He looks 60. He got alfalfa's haircut <laughs> and one of That's my it. You nailed it. That is an alfalfa haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's not talking to me. I'm yeah. sorry. 
No, yeah. I wasn't talking to you. I said I was talking to everybody else. An <laughs> alfalfa haircut in one of my old suits. On. <laughs> <laughs> she was 34. Yeah. I, who, who knew that? He's, uh, yeah, yeah, he's really, really young to have all that power. All that power. Uh, uh, speaking of Kim Jong-un, President Donald Trump said on Saturday that he would be open to talking with him. Uh, you know, he named him Little Rocket Man. Uh, you remember on New Year's Day, both Trump and Kim Jong-un were uh, talking via social media about nuclear bombs. Who got the button? Yeah, yeah. who got the button? Yeah, no clue. Yeah. Man. It's not a joke, guys. Yeah, Steve Bannon's out. He said he, yeah. he doesn't even talk to him anymore. The president anymore. Uh, says that, and he lo- that he lost his mind. <laughs> he said that about Steve Bannon. <laughs> Friends well, break up sometimes. now. What, what'd you yeah. say? What'd you say, Jay? Friends break up sometimes. Hmm. Hmm. Well, Interesting. It has to end. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Trump and Are y'all Banyan, talking to Steve each other and right Jay. Now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking to him. Trump Let's play that little part where he talks about Steve in the song. Okay. Okay. Then right after we play that, let's play the race again. Wow. <laughs> and then let's post, since we got pictures of me and my coat up, uh-huh. let's put a picture of Tommy Hamstring bruise on the internet. <laughs> like we wanted to see that. Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. I got to tell y'all this story. I guess real quick. Let me tell y'all this. What? So so me and Jackie, me and my wife out at a restaurant. Uh-huh. I go wash my hands, use the bathroom. I'm standing in the urinal. Somebody stands next to me, and it just towers over me. I'm like, damn, who was that? I didn't want to look right. Most people. And I, I couldn't help it. I looked right. <laughs> you know, Again. Quit tripping, dog. It was me, man. anybody. So I look right. It's Robert Ory. And I say, damn, Robert, I just texted you yesterday, two few days ago. He said, oh, snap, Tommy. And then he didn't say nothing else. What the hell? Made you run that race. I told Calhoun to stop you before you took off. Yes, I tell him he gonna pull a hamstring and damn it if you didn't do it. I said, Robert, why are we standing here talking about that right now? He said, because I saw the race. I watched the whole thing. Had y'all, had y'all zipped up then? Y'all, y'all in... We had zipped up by then. Too. Okay, I just I don't need to walk what you did through he say, the zipper. Shirley? Huh? Shirley, what did he say? What did who say? That voice. Jay. Oh, oh. <laughs> he asked how they zipped up. <laughs> right. Buckle up. Hold on. <laughs> Here it is. Strawberry love. <laughs> Subject in desperate need of love. Sound First, like- let me say that I love the advice that you and Steve give to those with dilemmas. I've tried to ask for advice from others, but got a little shy and backed away. But I'm at the point where I need answers. I'm not sure where to begin, but here I go. I'm head over heels for this guy that has straight affection problems. He says that he loves me once in a while, but it's like pulling teeth from his mouth. He basically says that when we're going through crazy situations like near-death experiences, Hmm. When I bring it up, he says, you should know how I feel. I'm with you, right? Garbage like that. Surely I'm the type of woman where I'm not only where I not only need to hear it, I need to feel it and see it. I guess you can say I'm an addict for love. 
and all my relationships, past and present, it's like I need that fix of showers and showers of love. I try being with other guys, and they've wined and dined me, but it's like my guy haunts my mind. I honestly do think that he loves me because I sense it when we are together. Oh, yeah, we've been together for about three years, but he still hasn't popped that big question, will you marry me? I guess what I'm asking is, what should I do? Should I stay with him? And if so, should I settle with what love he has to offer me because of how much I love him and can't envision myself with anyone else? Your advice, whether it is harsh or not, is greatly needed. Thanks a bunch. Desperately in need of love. Yeah, you wrote it. Um, dear Desperately in Need of Love, I, I just feel like you need some empowerment in, 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 you know, in this situation. First, why is this got to be desperate? Let's just take desperation out of the equation. You got a man. You're crazy about him. You're upset that he doesn't say he loves you enough. Now, I know as a woman, we do like to hear it when our man says he loves us. We like it. It makes us feel a certain way. Can't deny that. But does it make you desperate and does it make you an addict for love just because you want to hear that? No, it doesn't. It just makes you a woman who's who's really into the act of love. You know, you like being in love, but it just doesn't sound like your man is into it. You don't need showers and showers of love. You just want that because at this stage right here in this relationship with him, you need that to validate uh, you, you, who you are. When, when he, you know, when he shows you that he loves you like that, gives you stuff, then you feel like he really loves you. Um, you just got to believe in yourself and have confidence in, your, confidence in yourself or you're never going to be happy no matter who it's with. You're going to always have that desperate feeling if you don't get what's right, you know, get you right first. It's okay to love someone, but you got to ask yourself, are they worthy of your love? Can they return it? How does he treat you? You've been with him three years. You ought to know something by now. Has the subject of marriage even come up? It's okay to love him. Got to love yourself. I can't say that enough. Um, what he's doing right now, he's going to do for the rest of the relationship. He is not going to change. So it's up to you if you want to stay with him. Definitely don't settle, though. You know, definitely don't settle. Steve? Well, we'll get your answer minutes after the hour. If you want to respond to the letter, go to steveharvey.com and you can respond and read it. All this should be done in her time. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's get to your part two response to today's Strawberry Letter. Come on, Subject, go. in desperate need of love. First, let me say that I love the advice you and Steve give to those with dilemmas. I've tried to ask advice from others, but got a little shine backed away. But I'm at the point where I need answers, and I'm not sure where to begin, but here I go. I'm head over heels for this guy that has straight affection problems. He said he loves me once in a while, but it's like pulling teeth from his mouth. He basically says it's when he was going through crazy situations like near-death experiences. When I bring it up, he says, you should know how I feel. I'm with you, right? Garbage like that. Surely. I'm the type of woman who I not only need to hear it, I need to feel it and see it. I guess you can say I'm I'm an addict for love. In all of my relationships, past and present, it's like I need that fix of showers and showers of love. I've tried being with other guys, and they have whined and dined me, but but it's like my guy haunts my mind. I honestly do think that he loves me because I sense it when we are together. Oh, yeah, we've been together for about three years, but he still hasn't popped that big question, will you marry me? I guess what I'm asking is what should I do? Should I stay with him? And if so, should I settle with what love he has to offer me because of how much I love him and can't envision myself with anyone else? 
Your advice, whether it's harsh or not, is greatly needed. Thanks again. Desperately in need of love. Well, your advice, whether it is harsh or not, is greatly needed. That's what Tommy was talking about. I specialize in the harshness of advice. I figure harsh is the best way to go sometimes because at this point, for you to write a nationally syndicated show, something is really the hell wrong. Come on. You've tried asking your other friends, then you get shy. Well, basically because you know they ain't going to tell you what you want to hear. I ain't going to tell you what you want to hear. But your letter says it at the beginning and at the end and all through the middle. Desperate. Desperate need of love. Desperately in need of love. Greatly need it. You know, lady, your real problem ain't your man. Your real problem is you. Because you desperate. And you have an addiction. Because you said in your letter, I guess you could say I'm an addict for love. Anytime you're an addict for anything, it's an over-abuse of one thing. You know, they say if you drink too much water, it could kill you. They say that. I never knew that, but if too much of anything. You drink too much liquor, you smoke too many cigarettes, you take too many drugs. You stay up too long. You sleep too long. You eat too much pork. You eat too much sugar. You don't, all of this, anything in excess is bad for you. Well, you excessively in need of love. I don't know what happened in your childhood. I don't know who didn't tell it to you enough. Now, you want it all from everybody else you meet. But let me tell you what's going to happen with your little needy self. First of all, when you write me a letter, don't, all through your letter, you need it. My guy has straight affection problems. He said he loves me once in a while, but it's like pulling teeth from his mouth. Okay, but don't he tell you that? He basically says that when we're going through crazy situations like near-death experiences, what the hell been happening in y'all three years? <laughs> near-death experiences? <laughs> Who's, y'all keep having operations? Y'all got to go down there and see about each other? What? What happened? But at least in the moment of crisis, the man is there for you. What do you want? I can't count for you the women I have heard, talked to in my lifetime who have let a good man get away because their qualifications and expectations of a man was ridiculous. Ladies, you can't keep wanting a man to love you the same way you love him. That ain't how we love. Now, this man coming in here, near-death experiences, and he's still with you. When it all break down and go bad, he there by your side. And you know he love you because you say you sense it. But see, then when he when you want him to say it all the time, he say you should know how I feel, right? And then you say garbage like that. Mm-hmm. Well, now guess what? When he do show you affection, you shun that. So now you want your man to keep shying you with it, but every time you get it from him, it ain't enough, which leads us not to continue to give more. Now, you've had all these other guys that done wined and dined you and showered you with expensive gifts and all like this. But, and you got to have that? Then you try to throw me off and say, Shirley, I'm the type of woman right there trying to get somebody to go along with you. <laughs> but you messed up because Steve going to answer the letter too. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've been dating a man for three years and you wonder why he ain't popped a big question. Here it go. Don't no man want to sign up for a life with a needy ass woman. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. True that. Men want to Steve. be needed. 
but we don't want to sign up for no needy-ass woman. I got to sit up under you. I got to be with you. I got to tell you how beautiful you are. I got to shower you with these flowers. If you ain't getting that, then your ass ain't happy. Who you know finna sign up with that? The man you got ain't signing up for that, and the other ones you had in your past ain't signed up for it. And you finna be lonely the rest of your life because your ass is needy. Stop expecting everybody to make you happy and make yourself happy. Amen. Can't nobody make you happy but you. That's and obviously, right. lady, you ain't happy. Now you want everybody to come along and make you happy. Your needy, lonely ass <laughs> fit to be needy and lonely Damn, for a long ass time. <laughs> ain't Damn. nobody fitting to marry your needy ass. Wow. Hey, Shirley. <laughs> yes, Jay. Tell Steve I said hey. <laughs> tell him. He's not talking to you. Talking you can talk me. to him. You can talk to yeah. him. Okay, well, tell him I heard it. Steve, come on. This is so awkward for us. We're in the middle. You guys are friends. You've been friends for years. Oh, yeah. Well, well I mean, I mean, but what's the problem, though? You what's fired him and you're not talking to him? <laughs> Don't you think that's a problem? Like a major I really problem? Fine. Oh. He's still here. You just not talking there? to him. I feel like I really Fredo. Fine. He got killed in Godfather. Well, the Godfather, yeah. I know. So don't ask me to go Fredo fishing. In... Oh, I thought you were talking about Fredo in uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, I'm shocked right. Steve knows the movie. Oh, I love Lord of the Rings. Really? I done seen all of them. They finna do any more of them? I haven't heard anything. Hey, heard anything. Yeah, yeah um, George Wallace's mama is doing one called Lord of the Onion Rings. Yeah. She's going to start it. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, the guys are here uh, with today's comedy segment. Jay, come on, this is out of your mind. You still work here for now. So (laughs) tell us what this is all about. It has to do with how women can take anything that a man does. Anything. Any little little movement. Anything. Anything. And make something out of it. By the way she phrases it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, it makes you feel as if you're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Anything. For instance. For instance, like this. Oh. Oh, you taking showers now. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with taking a shower? Ain't ain't we got one in the bathroom? (laughs) When when did you start taking showers? Yeah. (laughs) All of a sudden, you showering up. I love this thing. Yeah, right here. Yeah, that's simple phrasing right uh-huh. there. Yeah. When did you start wearing that fragrance? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's not what you usually wear. Uh-huh. Huh? Yeah, I just, I was in the department store and I saw a new one. The lady sprayed Are you the changing sample. up now? You changing up fragrances? Yeah. yeah. RJ, For when who? They, when, they, when they start with, eh, I see <laughs> you got some new shoes. Eh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> eh. Yeah. Uh, well, How about this one? How about this one? When did you start eating toast? I never know she liked toast. <laughs> toast? Can't even have Yeah. Yeah. Toast. I just wanted to try so you cut You cutting bread in half now around here? <laughs> so we cutting off ends? <laughs> you don't eat the crust. <laughs> oh, we, we don't eat crust no more. Huh? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, He's I'm boo-boo new. the fool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Always something. I love all of this. I love it. Since we, since, here go one right here. Since when you start buying new socks. Yes. <laughs> you supposed to just wear old socks forever? Yeah. yeah. Agony sock, baby. You supposed to wear gold toes on sale. I, I, I get this one all the time. What is you doing on that side of town? Yes. Oh. Why are you over there? Yeah. Uh, what is you doing out in Sugar Land? That's what I want to know. Yeah, what, what you doing over there? Who you know over there? Yeah. <laughs> Who you know? Yeah. yeah. Where Carl is from. Uh-huh. Oh, here go, here go one. This one, this what? one they say, this really bothers us. Because we be minding our own business on the phone, maybe like this. Yeah. Laughing, having a good time. What's so funny? I like to laugh, too. Yeah. What got you all up? All, all head back laughing and yeah. everything. Huh? Yeah. You cracking up? Yeah. What's that? Yeah, yeah, I like who is that you talking to? <laughs> My favorite segment of 2018. Oh, here's the one right here. What? I saw you scribbling what you scratch it out for. <laughs> Bring it, yeah. Oh, you got you got CSI on your hand. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. You wrote something down. Scratched it out. You were scribbling. What you scratch it uh-huh. out for? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I got you one, Steve. I got one. Oh, Shirley, tell Steve I got one. Shirley, tell Steve oh. I got one. Okay, yeah. Jay has one, Steve. Okay, tell since, him to go ahead. Since, <laughs> Since when you start liking that song? When I I never know you like that song. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh-huh. Hey. Oh, that's your jam now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I got one. I got one for you. You, you ready for come this? Come on, one? come on, Steve. Yeah. What you got? Bring it. Why Earl keep calling you? Ooh. <laughs> like that. That's your dog. Get in trouble. Earl. Cause we friends. Uh-huh. Yeah, but what he keep calling you for though? <laughs> Earl has replaced me, Jay. <laughs> I got, I got this one by the Monaco. What? So you, uh, you didn't went from zest to dove, huh? So <laughs> you didn't went from zest to dove. That's what you're doing now. You're doing dove. Who got you on dove? Who put you on dove? Moisture is important. Yes. I love it. Oh, I got one. I got one. I got one. I got one. What? What? So you went to the McDonald's on the other side of town? No. <laughs> uh, What's wrong with the one uh, up the street? Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so now, so now, so now, you you going to church. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you about the oh, Lord. Oh, you now. about the Lord now. <laughs> oh, oh, who is this? When, when, when you start eating Mediterranean food. <laughs> <laughs> what? Mediterranean? <laughs> Oh, I got one for you. Uh, come on, Steve. So why you got to be at every Taco Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> What's down there so good? He's coming around. Because I know it ain't some damn tacos. tacos. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what is it down there? <laughs> That's the J spot. <laughs> How about this? How about this? Uh, oh, you Mexican now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, where you know her from? At, at the bank. I come in here every damn week. Why you talking about how I know this lady? Yeah. Why people always speaking this? This ain't my first time in here. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, no, Jay, here it is. So I see y'all friends on Facebook. <laughs> we ain't friends on Facebook. Oh, that's a big one right there. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, don't hit that like uh, button, fellas. Boy. Don't hit that like button on nothing. Yeah. Be careful, Jerry. Uh-huh. So don't you, like you hugging people around the waist when you take pictures now, huh? Oh, yeah, okay. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to have our arms straight up in the air. Okay. <laughs>
<laughs> we got to be arrested like, to take a photo. Like we getting arrested. <laughs> so when you start wiping stuff off my face. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute, Jim. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. You yeah. wiping stuff? Yes, I'm sleeping. Your eye. Oh. I just was getting it. I just getting sleeping. <laughs> oh, you like baked chicken now? All of a sudden, you baked chicken, huh? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we yeah. doing. I'm stupid. You eating baked chicken now? Oh, okay. <laughs> Since when, since when you got the way you want to hold my hand now when we going somewhere? When that start here, this holding hands, when that start? So you started wearing your ring again, huh? <laughs> he can't win. He can't win. <laughs> all right, come on, Steve. Close this out. <laughs> no, that's it. I'm through. I like all this. <laughs> yeah, oh, you through now? Up. Now you through? Oh, now you oh, through. Now you oh, through. now you through. Uh -huh. Oh, now you through. <laughs> When you start crying after sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You emotional. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ooh, Michael Wolf. Remember that name, Michael Wolf. He is the author of the controversial new book, Fire and Fury. It details the first year of Donald Trump's presidency. Uh, and he was on Meet the Press yesterday and recently appeared on the Today Show. Wolf has come under fire from the White House, which has accused him of fabricating many of the claims in this book. But Wolf insists he is comfortable with everything he wrote and that he has recordings and notes from every conversation he had with the president and others inside the administration. Okay, Trump's lawyer fired off a cease and desist letter to block today's publication of the new book, which Wolf says only helps him prove the point of his book. He says this is extraordinary that a president would try to stop the publication of the book. And as for Wolf's uh, credibility being questioned, here is Wolf's explanation to today's show, Savannah Guthrie. Take a listen. Here we go. I work like every journalist works. So I have recordings. I have notes. Um, I am certainly in absolutely in every way comfortable with everything I've reported in this book. Would you release any of those recordings since your credibility is being questioned? I, my, my credibility is being questioned by a man who has less credibility than perhaps anyone who has ever walked on earth at this point. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh, earth. Baby's got more credibility! <laughs> I'm down! <laughs> To that, wow. Steve, you say what? Man. God, don't. <laughs> to anyone that has ever walked on Earth, though? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> don't come for him. Do not come for Michael Wolf. What? Wolfe. Okay. Yeah. Back is real. Uh -huh. <laughs> he also said, Michael Wolf also said he spoke to dozens of people inside the White House and 100% of the people around him question his intelligence and fitness to do the job. Um, adding, they're talking about the president now, adding they all say he is like a child, and what they mean by that is that he has an immediate need for gratification. It is all about him. Wolf claims the people he spoke to described the president as a, quote, moron and an idiot. Uh, president <laughs> Trump rejects those assertions, of course, and said that he is very uh, stable. As a matter of fact, he is a very stable genius. All right. Uh, he tweeted he was an excellent student and won the presidency on the first try. <laughs> wow. So did George Washington. Yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> and Barack Obama. Yeah. And Barack Obama. And Bill Clinton. <laughs> and Ronald Reagan. <laughs> and Jimmy Carter. I can tell you, everybody who ran the first time in there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. So, I mean, and, and Michael Wolff was actually in and around the White House. I mean, he was there. He, you know. How did he get in? Yeah, I mean, he had he had to have access. They said he yeah. had access. He had a pass. All of that. So they knew he was there. Yeah. So I mean, all of this stuff is just made up now. That's what they're saying. This they're calling uh, it a fiction. They're calling the book fiction now. Yeah. I got to yeah. get President Critical. Well, it's selling back. a lot. These comebacks is funny. I'm a stable genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was not stable. Going. Yeah. <laughs> How he can come up with them? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Here's the deal, and I've said this all along. Here's a 70-year-old guy who has made billions of dollars. He's just an old, rich guy who had a reality show, who's been on the cover of Playgirl magazine, who has been an international playboy. He is now the president with no political experience, never worked on the streets to help people. He's never been in any political office. He ain't been mayor, alderman, councilman, nothing. And now he's the president who is just non-presidential on almost any level. Now, does he have some good business ideas? I think he might be on to something business-wise. Does he have any people skills? Not a single one. <laughs> <laughs> Does he uplift and try to do the most for people? Not at all. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, does he have a clue as to what the common man thinks or feels? Nada. And will he listen to people who have that advice for him? No. Nope. He'll listen to his base. But his base, have you ever talked to the base? <laughs> Not personally, but I've heard them speak. Yeah. Hey, man, I wish I could think of this lady's name. Have you seen the lady that was defending Judge Roy Moore that they hired? The campaign manager? His campaign manager? The white lady, blonde The blonde lady. Uh Uh-huh. Boy, Uh when you listen to her try to justify Roy Moore, it was, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show you how bipartisan this country is. Look, Republicans know that this guy, Donald Trump, is not presidential acting at all. They know that. He goes against everything that's ever been presidential. Yeah, they knew that even before Mm -hmm. he, you know, they thought he would become more presidential. But they try to stand with him. If you look at, just flip between CNN and Fox News. Just do that one day. Oh, yeah, I do that. The headlines CNN, are all they've been talking about is the book. <laughs> to put it mildly, All they've been talking Carla. about is the yeah. Russia investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All they've been talking about is this turmoil in the White House. All they've been talking about is Donald Trump's unfitness. You go to Fox, all they're talking about is the Clintons are now under investigation. Mm-hmm. They're going to reopen the investigation of uh, Clinton. Did they do? Did they take uh, foundation contributions mm-hmm. for political favors? Uh, look at these immigrants. We need a wall. This is what's happening with immigration. And the president has approval, skipped approval rating. Jobs are up. Unemployment is down. The stock market is at an all-time high. That's all Fox say. And all CNN say is what's wrong.
this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I know his wife yeah. looked tired. She looked tired. She looked like she fed up with it. They, they say they in don't... the book she cried. She was distraught. Yeah, when he won. When he won yeah. Night. Hell, a lot of people cried. We <laughs> <laughs> cried. cried. We cried the whole week out. Yeah, we cried. I, I laid, <laughs> laid up in the bed. We and still <laughs> crying. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Uh, we talked about uh, author Michael Wolf and his book that's out today, Fire and Fury. Um, it's all about the president and the White House right now, the goings-on in the White House. You know how he's questioning the president's credibility and, and his fitness to be president and all of that. And uh, the president clapped back and said he's a very stable genius. Well, Dan Rather tweeted, uh, you remember Dan Rather used to yeah. be on uh, 60 Minutes for, for years and years. Anyway, he legend. tweeted, uh, yeah, a legend, you're right. Dear Mr. President, a good rule of thumb is that when you've got it, you don't have to say it. People know. That holds true for wealth, compassion, faith, and yes, being a very stable genius. Sincerely, Dan. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah. With we the have president's, to put the rather on yeah. there. We know who said it. <laughs> With the president saying, you know, tweeting he's a very stable genius, Dan Rather is just saying, you don't have to say it. People know it. You don't have to, you know, remind us of when it. You're good, you we'll know figure you it did. out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the award season kicked off last night with the 75th Annual Golden Globe Awards, honoring the best in film and television. It was hosted by Seth Meyers. Hollywood women joined forces last night to fight sexual harassment. Uh, some of the actresses wore black in solidarity for victims of sexual harassment and abuse. Here were some of the nominees. Uh, Game of Thrones, of course. Uh, this is Us, Blackish. Issa Rae, uh, Insecure, Best Actor, Denzel Washington for Roman Q. Israel Esquire. Saw that movie. Best Supporting Actress, Mary J. Blige, uh, was nominated for Mudbound. Plus, Oprah Winfrey, congratulations going out to her. She received the Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, take a listen. In 1982, Sydney received the Cecil B. DeMille Award right here at the Golden Globes. And it is not lost on me that at this moment... There are some little girls watching as I become the first black woman to be given the same award. So I want all the girls watching here and now to know that a new day is on the horizon. And when that new day finally dawns, It will be because of a lot of magnificent women, many of whom are right here in this room tonight, and some pretty phenomenal men fighting hard to make sure that they become the leaders who take us to the time when nobody ever has to say, me too, again. Thank you. And congratulations, by the way, uh, to Mary J. Blige. We mentioned she got a nomination for Mudbound. She also got her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah, yeah she's getting it. So congratulations to her. Now, the yeah. Golden Globes. Can I make an announcement? Yes, of course, yes. darling. It's your uh -oh. show. Well, yeah. I have gained six pounds over the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> what they got to do with the Golden Globes? Throw that out. <laughs> That's an award. That's an achievement. 
Right so you were back. nominated most pounds gained. <laughs> no, that was an achievement because it's normally 15. Oh, okay. Oh, well, oh, congratulations, okay. Steve. Okay. Congratulations. Good work. <laughs> uh, okay, the Golden Globes, like we said, really good last night. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about, Steve, your Cleveland Browns. What about them? <laughs> we, we we have to. It's zero in in, in some. What 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 you want to talk what about? Zero and sixteen. The is over. Yeah, we, we That's do over. They got a we better record than your challenges. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve. The hopeless condition of your Cleveland Browns, and yes, I say your Cleveland Browns. Your Cleveland Browns. They were blamed for an Ohio man's death, Steve. <laughs> And this is this is really sad. I mean, an Ohio man passed away after suffering from a long illness. His affliction, here it is, being a Cleveland Browns fan. His name is Mr. Paul Stark. He died at a hospital. It's just the first one reported. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh, man. So, many so have lot come of before him. What are you saying? Some are self-inflicted. I know at least 30 people that died (laughs) following the damn Browns. I damn near died three times. His family, you know, they published like a little tongue-in-cheek obituary saying his condition was exacerbated by the hopeless condition of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Mr. Stark died days before his team lost its final game and capped off its winless, winless season. The obituary did, however, share a glimmer of optimism. It added that Stark passed out before the Browns were prepared to turn the corner. Steve, yeah. Turn the corner well. (laughs) They're killing people. No, no, there's no corner to turn. You 0-16 two years in a row. You at the end. You got to turn around. This ain't no corner. You got to make a (laughs) U-turn. What do they do, though? I mean, seriously. First of all, even I, I care this. about the Browns. I have no idea how this coach is still the coach. Mm. Any that, other team would have fired him. You're saying? Yeah, because they've been the fired. Second some yeah. yeah, is he dating anyone? I, I mean, you know, come on, sir. It's got to be a reason. Who, who would date him? <laughs> oh, Steve, loser, keep loser. Who gonna sit out there in the frigid cold for sixteen straight losses? Every Sunday to your job to watch you. Pretty soon, someone yeah. would have had enough You know of that. how much you have to know about sex. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Took a turn, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of turning a corner. <laughs> I said he'd been there for 36, what, 32 games or something like that, and he still got his job. I do one damn song and get fired. <laughs> that works out. The yeah. doggone right. Tell hit. him that, yeah. Shirley. <laughs> You doggone right. Tell you do- him you doggone you're right. You doggone right, Jay. <laughs> yeah. I get rid of you. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna let you do me like you did them over there. So if you were the owner of the yeah. Browns, the coach would have been fired. No, no, no. Let's two just years keep ago. talking about him. <laughs> Jay, Set you can't even say his rate. name now. Jay, no, Anthony Brown. Him. What? He went over there and ran their ratings in the ground. You're not gonna come over here and run these in the ground. No, their ratings went in the ground when I left. Let's be <laughs> right. Yes. Don't, yes, don't put did. that out there. When I left, they went down. They started losing markets. Oh, no, 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 no. They no, lost no. markets when they left. <laughs> Dog, Jay left. I mean, he left. <laughs> you got caught up, didn't you? You got caught up. You forgot. Yeah. You're listening 
to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we go, Steve. Just one more thing to close out the show, starting 2018 with closing remarks. Yeah, you know, first I wanted to say uh, our condolences goes out to uh, an incredible brother that was on the radio for years at KGLH, and uh, his name is Cliff Worcester. Man, when I heard that, it was unbelievable to me. And I just recently heard it. I was so late to the table. But the first day back, I want to say our condolences and uh, heartfelt mm-hmm. sympathy goes out to his family. But know this, though, that that brother right there left an incredibly lasting impression. That that brother right there was one of those special men. Cliff Winston was a special guy. He was one of the most liked people in radio. I oh, really yeah. don't know anybody saying anything disparaging about the brother. Cliff Winston was one of the rare ones. He was one of the great radio people, man. Mm. And I just wanted to send out, say that out for Cliff Winston on our first day back. So rest in peace, brother. But, man, soldier, job well done. Of course, you know, the good always go too early. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't, we don't like this as people. It's, but it's not our call. And so those of us that are left to deal with it, we just have to remember the joyous things that he did. He was a great brother. So Cliff Winston, one of the great ones. Yes, sir. Now, uh, this year, I had talked to the crew, and uh, I thought closing out the show on a positive note to try to be encouraging to people would be important. I uh, have had a very interesting life. I used to always wonder why God allowed so many things to happen to me. I was so tripped out, man, growing up with a stuttering problem. You know, flunking out of school, third marriage, um, lost everything I've owned twice, homeless, living in a car. And I used to just be questioning God about all of it. And as I got older, I understood. Somebody sent a message to me one time that said, Everything you're going through is preparing you for what you ask God for. Everything you're going through is preparing you for what you ask God for. So little did I know that all those moments in my life, that I would have those to my advantage now. That now, because I have a radio show, a TV show, there's so many other things going in my life, I actually can spread the good news of hope of encouragement, that I can tell you how to get up because I've been down. I can share with you how to get over because I've been under. I can tell you how to do better because I've done worse. I can tell you how to do good because I've done bad. I can tell you how to win because I've lost. So everything you're going through is God preparing you for what you ask God for. And so I appreciate my life now. And that's in going into 2018, I would implore everybody to appreciate your life where it is right now. Stop complaining about the things that you don't have. And let's take a real good case of inventory and start focusing on the things that we do have. Whatever measure of health you have, you are still here. Whatever financial situation you're in, you're still here. And at the end of the day, he allowed you to see 2018. And the reason that you are seeing 2018 is simple. It's because God ain't through with you yet. It's because God has something else in store for you that he has yet been able to give to you yet. 
And so you should be in receiving mode. You should live your life in a life of expectations. You should take advantage of this new opportunity that's given to you. If you don't have the right attitude, you know, you can change that. That's the one thing you can control, what goes on in your side, your head. You ain't controlled by the devil. You are controlled by your thoughts. If you think godly thoughts, good things happen to you. If you think devilish thoughts, bad things happen to you. But you have the power of choice here. We are the one creature that God created where we have the total power of choice. We can live where we want to live. We can do a cold climate or a hot climate. Well, you have a choice with your mindset. If you change your mind, if you change your attitude, you instantly change your altitude. This is 2018. Take advantage of this opportunity God has given you. Some of these changes is going to have to require a sense of bravery because one or two of these decisions are so big that it's going to make you fearful. Being afraid is a part of it. I'm afraid from time to time with decisions I have to make. I'm faced oftentimes with decisions, man, that make me wonder and second-guess myself and even think if I should or if I should just stay still. But you can't go forward and stay still at the same time. You can't advance and progress without stepping. Stepping requires a certain amount of bravery, but certain steps you take are going to be fearful. Everybody's afraid, but you got to face it, though. Deal with it and take God with you in these decisions. Quit tripping yourself out. That's what God is there for. He provides strength when you're weak. He provides guidance when you're confused. That's what he do. So 2018, why don't we all take advantage of that? I know I'm going to try to do it more and more as the year goes on. Start your 2018 off with God, okay? Put some God in your life and have yourself a better 2018. 2018 can be the best year of your life. Y'all feel me? Yes, yes sir. Yeah. So, Absolutely. so, Steve, does that mean Jay gets his job back then? Yeah, I think about it tomorrow. <laughs> Does he, does he come All in? All the anymore? God stuff. And <laughs> God ain't got nothing to do with him. <laughs> so he so, did that. So everybody he, gave, is he gave him the power to decide the right. That's, <laughs> that's the choice. He, Turn your volume up if you're with me, For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old, unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit SteveHarvey.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Venture out in a spacious and reliable Toyota SUV. Like a RAV4 with available all-wheel drive and plenty of cargo space, you'll go from errands to adventures in no time. Plus, available features like wireless charging will keep you connected. Or check out a Highlander with seating for up to eight. It's a hub for family adventure. Your Toyota dealer is getting new vehicles in stock almost every day. So don't wait. Find deals on a RAV4 or Highlander at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today.